NobleKnight.com is your one-stop shop for all things role-playing, board, wargaming, and collectible card games. Noble Knight Games is committed to providing you with the best possible selection of new and used products with a selection of over 100,000. Everything on the site is in stock and ready to ship to you worldwide. Discounts are available, and you can expect reasonable prices for rare items. You can even sell or trade your stuff to them. NobleKnight.com, where out of print is available again. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not much else in role-playing games. Today, we give you Snowball, Birdman, the Fist of Justice, and Laura who can never decide on a nickname in their role-playing adventures. For this week in Geeks, these warriors are terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Welcome back to These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight, in the wake of the Shadowrun campaign, our usual debriefing after what happened, I am, of course, Big Mike of the 404s. I'm in uh, Mike Dodd, Birdman. And this episode is brought to you by the good folks over at Noble Knight. Dot com. They don't suck. I like them. <laughs> and we are joined with... Uh, Justin, out of breath, Heacock. <laughs> uh, Steve, Snowball Sailor. Tom, he's an evil genius, White. Scott, the touch of death. So, my question, first question to you guys is, what did you think? Well, actually, I've got a question. Okay. Uh, to start off with, because this was the first time I, any of you, and actually the internet as a whole, has seen me play. Mm-hmm. Mm. Questions is guys difference for me as a GM as opposed to a player, and then and now of course how did you guys have fun? You play your game like you're a god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know much. all the rules and you know how to play them to your advantage. <laughs> He's like the John McClane. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, as a as a d- person who's dungeon mastered Dungeons and Dragons with my friends, when I become a player character immediately. I feel the same way like I'm gaming the system because I know all the Exactly. That's the, the thing. It's like I don't know Shadowrun. I was just Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like once you like it, like you you are a god and you get to step down into as a demigod. A demigod. As yeah. a mortal yeah. like Hercules. You basically got to like I, I would say you weren't like you were exactly the same as a DM as you were. You were very player. different, I thought. Well, that's the thing. It's like that's very sadistic. Yeah, <laughs> I were, think I didn't mean to say you weren't being cheap, but you were certainly being powerful. Exactly, uh, Mike. Yeah. I would say that you played the perfect character for your personality. It, yes, yeah. yes, you did. You definitely did, which is sad to say about your character. Uh, but... You're fucked up. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> we thought he was fucked up. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's always the nice ones. All right, so guys. Well, what's I actually? Well, you know what? Let, let's ask you because now, like, this is the first time you've kind of, at least with Twat, you've stepped down as being from a, a GM to yeah. a player. What did you like about this compared to being a GM? Well, the fun thing is when you go from being from a player to being a G, from a GM to being a player, the focus that a GM normally has to put on the session goes into one thing. Right. It's literally from. It's basically specializing on making a very powerful, very compact engine. And you figure out how to streamline it down to doing one thing, which was killing and torturing. Good point. And it, it kind of sucks that my two big inspirations before watching this was a James uh, Skyfall and Far Cry Three. 
Yeah, yeah all right. Dead, yeah, <laughs> so I can kind of see where it came from. Okay, Voss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, now let's, before, like, without actually mentioning kind of the specifics about the game, what did you think, Mike, of going from player to GM? <sighs> After 12 years. After it's, 12 years. It's weird because I used to GM all the time and I always used to bitch I've never been the player. I've been a player for the last four months. I'm in another Pathfinder game with one of our other sponsors, the Gauntlet in Orangeville, playing Pathfinder with Chris and and that group. It's been a lot of fun, but GMing, it's a certain experience, because I get the chance to bring you guys into something I love. Shadowrun has been a consistent game for me since 1996, when I first got introduced to it through an old friend of mine we don't talk anymore, Ryan, uh, brought me into it. And I played the game on the Sega Genesis, the Super Nintendo. So getting a chance to show you guys, this is the sixth world. This is magic and technology. Shadowrun combines the best parts of Cyberpunk, which is William Gibson and all that shit, versus Lord of the Rings type stuff. And that's how it's been described. You got to bring us into your world. Yeah. Like, this well, was Shadowrun, but this was your brand of Shadowrun. Yeah, like I want the very over-the-top cinematic. I mean, I because that's the thing with you guys... I can't do a serious storyline. Now, that's not a knock against you guys. It's a knock against the format. That we're yeah, doing. well, yeah, yeah, because we're not really role-playing. We're having fun while doing it. Well, role-playing is fun, but I'm showing you guys, here's the exciting six world. This is the SimSense. This is the Tridio. Yeah. You guys well, are experiencing it. Well, here's the thing about like our, our format is that it's like we want to keep it entertaining so people can listen in and be entertained, but also... We are only we're limited to a four hour session. Yeah. So you have to basically be a lot more cinematic than being a rule Nazi, which I'm actually like I I, I won't. I'm be for glad the, I loosened up. Yeah, I I am not going to be for the next one, but for the one after, I'm hoping I can be able to be a GM for uh for the first time. I've never done it before, and I'm looking forward to it because it, I I love as a storyteller, as a natural story, storyteller, I love that kind of stuff. Well, I here's can't a wait question for, for you, Steve. Yes. You've now seen me storytell. Am I creative or do I suck? I like. I definitely like the world that that you've created. I, I enjoy that. I, it took it took me a l- little bit to get going because I don't know if you guys probably noticed in episode three you didn't hear me at all because I had no idea what to do. Um, it wasn't until the but last you came ep- back episode four. I came four. back episode four. Guns blazing, you man. like a beautiful flower. <laughs> you were like a phoenix a episode. Fire. <laughs> a fire, yes. A you were like flower. a phoenix from episode three is your ashes. Episode four, you emerged. You know yeah. what? It was more like a supernova, a star yeah. just sitting there, cooling, cooling, and then you just explode. Yeah, I so th- 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 I like the world that 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 we're in, and I like to be able to see more. It's it's kind of like when we went when they did the Expendables. I like to see more of our group taking on more uh, uh, things. And I and th- yeah, I've, I've never playing Shadowrun before. I kind of equate it to Cyberpunk Ocean's Eleven. Much <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, that's why I like. It did take about a little it. getting used to though. Every. NPC that we met was basically Mike Dodd <laughs> in some form or another. Every person we met, it didn't matter who they were, was whether it was Roz the Orc or, or, or Wendy or Tina, every single one of them if, had even Wendy, really? Dodd in bit, you. Yeah. If there was an animated version of this whole Shadowrun campaign, like being, I could see little bits of, of Dodd's face in like every single John character. John Malkovich, Dodd, Dodd, Dodd. It was more like a Monty Python sketch where yes. one person was just playing all of the characters. <laughs> yeah. So it's Nutty Professor. Yeah, Nutty <laughs> Professor Shadowrun Edition. Yeah. But in a weird her. way, I I still 
what got sucked into the world. Oh yeah, oh, like, I, I loved it, but it did yeah. take a bit of it. Like, okay, this is this is going to be a, a specific. I, I was brand able to of storytelling. I was able here. to take most of the characters seriously, even when oh, they yeah. were goofy. Oh, and Roz, like the 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 orc who, rash rash rash. It, it, it seemed rash perfect was, the way his <laughs> yeah oh, farts. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck I, that bitch. Yeah, like, that was so perfect. Ended up being the second the big most rip in the crotch of his pants. Story. Yeah. Had what five? The least. Like he was, he was the time bomb, or he was just the bomb <laughs> in the truck that we were just waiting to just pull the trigger at any yeah. time. You know, okay, you know what? I take it back. It's not, um, it's not Cyberpunk Ocean's Eleven. It's Cyberpunk A Team. Yes, yes, is very evil. A Team. He's DA, and he's basically ready to fuck shit up. <laughs> okay, Cyberpunk Evil A Team. <laughs> yes, yeah. Evil A Team. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Because that's the thing about Shadowrun. You <laughs> A either, stands for anti. You can either be uh, anti-establishment. You can be help. Helping people. Shadowrun has so many possibilities. You could have been Lone Star cops. You could have been people working for the Mafia, the Yakuza. You could have been a group of um, 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 Amerindians basically protecting your tribal land. You could have been anything in this world. See, that's why I think like this would be good, like, good as <coughs> a movie. <coughs> Not necessarily in the, sec- uh, the, the sense of taking Shadowrun, just the core itself, and making it into, a f- try to make it into a movie, but taking like an adventure like us and putting it into the Shadowrun world and making a movie out of that. that to, to me, if I was watching this on, this on a big screen, I would be excited because not only do I get to see a brand new world and, and, and basically other people kicking ass, but I also... I love when I watch a movie and there's so much more to the world and there's so much more uh, mythology yeah. to it that I already start creating new stories mm-hmm. in yeah. my head yeah, within it's that not, universe. Lord of the Rings isn't about Middle-earth. It's about the fellowship of the ring, but Middle-earth is there. Yes, and it's, yeah, and it's exactly. Flesh. It's you exactly do a Shadowrun movie, you don't do it like about that. the Shadowrun universe. You do it about characters a in group the exactly. going yes. on a heist in Shadowrun, and you have it about them, the characters. Exactly. But it's within all of these rules established in the world around it. Like, during our heist, there could have been 30 other heists going on. Like it's Well, and there was at least one other going on at the same time as ours that we <laughs> yes. were competing with. And Shadowrun is all, and one of the things they say, always mm-hmm. expect to get And they always, crossed. like, the idea that two teams were sent in to do the same job and we were competing for it or maybe that was what was going on we're not sure we'll find uh, I mean that's that that I love that idea that they couldn't trust us to do the job so they hired maybe one or two other teams to do the job but they which, also couldn't which, trust which that all, team to do the job either yeah which yeah, they already exactly. established they couldn't trust because they botched the last job yeah Johnson didn't know what he was doing man yeah <laughs> I, I'm not working dude. for that idiot you know what would be interesting would be doing a follow up story as Lone Star Cops Dealing with the crime so scene of the candy yeah. factory. <laughs> and then having and then us and having, having to trying to track us, us down. down. Yeah, that would be hilarious. And then play ourselves battling ourselves. <laughs> now not gonna be... lie, I'm gonna gonna bet on Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> now one of the things now, as you guys said, I prepared a lot. Okay. Yeah. Now, Do, now you without did way more prep than I normally without do. having to spoil what you could use for next time. Yeah, well, say what you had in mind of what how things were supposed to go. When you guys got on the plane, to tr- basically, a Johnson was going to extract you via helicopter. This is before Justin came in as a character. So I'm going, oh, fuck, I need to find a way around this. Right. So you're going to be extracted by helicopter, taken to the airport. You're going to fly to Toronto. Your airplane was going to be ambushed by Rico's team and shot down. Oh, wow. You were going to crash in northern Rico. Ontario. 
without spoiling it, you so were going to be territory. Yeah, basically, that's my territory of people. Like my you country. were, you were going to the Rico's team was going to try and take Doctor Cullen from you. Um, however, during the middle of all this, you both teams are going to be ambushed by a toxic shaman. He lives on the shores of uh, Lake Superior, which is basically a toxic soup. Wow. He considers you encro encroaching on his territory. He was going to throw as many nature spirits and toxic spells at you as he could. You are then That's going... an entire other adventure. That's oh, like you didn't whole... get past the first lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, he was going to be your, your big bad. And uh, so, eventually, you guys were going to have to team up. Rico's team was going to double cross you. Wow. And, uh, this so you know, much... the moment of silence for Rico. <laughs> yeah. Bloody corpse. <laughs> Regret what we did to Rico. So let me get. Let me I guess. Like that he ended up becoming our big bad. Yeah. Let back. me guess. Rico was uh, improvised. No, uh, he was there. From he the was yeah. supposed to be. He was I supposed to be showing I, up in the lab. Yep. Now I actually created other characters, which you guys. Spoon too. You. You. Spoon I'm two. amazed that you thought <laughs> you could reintroduce that character and, and have I'm, him escape and not be killed on sight when we bumped into him at the lab. Like there was no way he was walking out of that lab alive. I was gonna let Spoo walk out alive against me. <laughs> um, so basically, you killed one of the things. There was Melvin the Merc, who was a troll. There was Darcy the Rigger, who was a chick, and Alice the Elf, who was the combat mage. So those were the characters in Rico's team. Yeah, you don't know who you killed. Oof. Well, we killed one that had the high explosive. Well, we said we killed a combat mage, so. Yep. Oh yeah, uh, in my experience as a DM, you take a whole bunch of time creating an NPC, giving them a personality, backstory, equipment, and stuff, and they die instantly, and nobody oh, knows great. what their name is or what they did. And sometimes they're a dragon. Now, what I was going to do... This is, <laughs> sometimes they're a dragon. The encounter, <laughs> the encounter was actually going to be a lot different when you got to the factory. I, one of the things they talk about in the Security Riggers Handbook... What would you guys think if you saw a flock of geese? It's Serious a question. It's a what, in the middle of the building? It's a flock of geese. No, oh, just, look, a just, flock of geese. Just, just outside walking around. It's a flock, it's of, flock, of, flock of, geese. of geese. Would you think the, anything of it? No. no. They're a security feature. Geese honk at people all the time. Mm. Basically, that would tip off the security rigger or the guards. Hey, someone's on the south lawn. Maybe we should go check that out. Yeah, but we didn't take the lawns. We yeah, but you see, but if you walked around the perimeter, yeah. if you so, didn't take the truck in, so let me ask. Let me ask uh, Big Mike a question then. Um, with all knowing all of what he planned, yeah. In your sessions, did you have as much planned, or was it uh, like basically just kind of run as you go along, sort of deal? With my sessions, what I do is I make sure I have the stats for what I need. Right. But it's not something I I depend on. It's basically I try to be a lot more reactionary. Okay. So it's like, for example, say. We, you guys are going through the front gate. Okay, there's going to be a challenge at the front gate. There might, whatever you were, you might have dealt with at the side, may come and deal with you. Okay. There is always stuff happening around you. It's just you guys are usually such a cruise missile going through everything that it doesn't catch up to you before the mission ends. Right. Okay. That's so how it works. But but as far as like preparing extra story, I don't. I only do so much prep because you guys are writing the story. Yeah. yeah. Because if I do too much story, you're not going to get through it. No offense, Birdman. Now, here's the, no, now, everyone does. I mean, I know I've played uh, outside of this group. I've played a lot of role playing games, and I've got a friend of mine, Adam, who prepares just like Birdman. 
over prepares all this extra narrative, mm-hmm. all the backstories, all the characters, yeah, because <laughs> it helps him because he, he, he doesn't want to have to make things up on the spot. He'd rather have right. stuff he doesn't use than have to scrounge for things at the last That's second. That's true. Right. Whereas when I've done games, I basically go, here's where we are on the map. This is some of the buildings, and here's a couple of people you might meet, and then the rest is on the spot. Yeah. Because I'm going to let you discover, do you go left or right, and I'll let you decide. I know with the story I think I want it to end, like who the big bad will be, but everything else from point A to Z is up to you. So and here's my question to you guys. When did you think I was making things up? What, uh, a lot during the last episode. I will say once I, st- once I started vinegaring the woman. Um, yeah, hour three on, all that was improvised. I only thing I had to encounter was uh, the Rico thing. That was it. Everything else was yeah. Well, so let's make it up as I go along. So security maid, yeah, security rigger. I was only going to give you a security rigger originally, and but I'm thinking I got two magic guys. Let's fuck with them. And then also like the uh, the, and the security maid, security rigger thing felt so natural. I, I wouldn't have thought that you'd thrown that Insane. in. It just makes sense to me how they'd yeah. have something like that. If yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that I add that counter. That sounded kind of cool. Let's go with that. And well, in the way there was the part where you attacked the mage, Steve, yeah. and you only dealt so much damage, and so then it was Big Mike who came around and finished off. We'd had so many of these combo moves that we <laughs> yeah. were it was. It was like out. fucking Chrono oh, yeah. Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty great. We we weren't just sort of one on one with people. We it's had like to work. Yeah. It's like a Even, turbo episode of Twenty Four. It kind of was. Yeah, Even was the elevator with the ice sheet. It was all. Yeah, well, well there's also well, the, the impulse still. But it was. It was. It was really now. Mike, how did that feel at the end? Like as the pace was quickening up and the timer is counting down, and we're getting like we're still oh, trying to finish yeah. the episode in I'm like, an hour. Shit. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm gonna have to make these guys really die. Well, but how much was that you, and how much was it just the teamwork keeping it all together? It, it was a cooperative effort be- oh, between yeah. all of us. I'm thinking, okay, I need to speed this up, but I can't let them notice that I'm rushing. So let's right. see what they do. That's why I kept rolling to add time to the clock. Wow, my was, heart was pounding. And though. the yeah. malfunction with the security system. I'm thinking, uh, well, this might artificially extend the timer. I not not gonna lie. If I was in your position, I would have been so worried because of the fact that we kept jumping around from scene to scene. Yeah, and I would have been like, okay, okay. Now I need to focus on this. Now I need to focus on this. Like as a GM. That's why it's like 24. It's cutting between the different. Yeah, it pretty it much really is. Felt yeah, picture in picture at the end. There. It kind of yeah. did. And, and then at the very <laughs> end, is as we uh, all just walk out. Yeah, we all just walk out. We got the the one team with Cullen heading through the sewers, and then Rash just that was the cutscene reward at the end of the game there, yeah. where he's Cody. just blowing everything up, and we just blow out and we're gone. It was it, it was succinct, and it felt like it didn't feel made up. Yeah, I'm really glad like. that it came together. I mean, this is how I used the game master in high school. I, and, I, I have a big idea and just ran with it. And here's the thing too: it's like even like even if you decide not to tell us what you had ex- extra planned, you can always use that. At, like as a writer, you can always take stuff that you think that, that is yeah. good and use it in a different event. Look at this way: you guys it. have given me about four plot threads that I can continue to run with, and mm-hmm. each of them are personalized. But I almost yeah. wish you nice. hadn't told us about Very the plane nice. being shot down and being stranded in the wilderness because because that would have worked for the start. Of another run, brought we're together. Going. We meet on the tarmac. Yeah, we are you in a just plane. Said we were in the Hercules, and you sail off, and yeah. that's the end and of it. We never made and it to Toronto. And then when you pick us back up again, well, I want to make sure you guys got paid. So you know, yeah, you know, like we're in the Hercules. Yeah, that's a good point. Paid, and well, you could have picked us right back up next when we, whenever we, if we ever get back to this. Yeah. And say, oh, by the way, the plane's starting to crash. 
Oh, trust me, I've got alternate things for this, and I think you'll appreciate them. Okay, I have a question well, for everyone. Well, there's the mystery of, of, of Steve's character, and he's apparently got a bomb oh, in his head. Uh, there's <laughs> a dark secret that he's done. There is a dark Some secret, Some people yeah. whose identities we're not absolutely certain of. Like my a character, for sure. On the group. <laughs> uh, I've been running from the, the elven territories in the south. We've all like got... Our individual story that we still have an opportunity to tell as oh, well. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I have a I have a question a for everyone. Now. Yes. Um, who didn't have the bad karma flaw? Uh, uh, come on, you're a psycho. <laughs> I had no bad karma. I had a bad uh, reputation. I, I, no bad, I not have any. I had bad I, karma. Yeah, you did take bad karma. Because whatever you did really was bad. I had no bad uh, karma. But I see all I think came done down things to... that would terrify and horrify human beings to the depths of their soul. Okay, you not terrified the people who have bad all karma. All we decided. You okay, not my terrified us, you motherfucker. <laughs> all we decided at the beginning of my game. I didn't have. <laughs> big, big Mike died. Uh, and big this Mike is our spoo is moment. Now. The, uh... And <laughs> we've lost one moment. of our mics. I mean, the only thing, I didn't have bad karma, but I talked with uh, with Birdman just before the game started because he had given me bad, he, he rolled my character at the last second for me. Thank you very much, yep. Birdman. The, uh, I had a bad reputation and one enemy that was just going to bully me if I ever bumped into him. So I decided that the military helicopter that we never ended up using, or the helicopter with the military weapons on it that we never used, I kind of stole that from my old friend. Lando and he was basically my Lando <laughs> He could just that? show up with a tarmac and be like, yo, give me back my helicopter. And uh, so he was there doing that. But all that meant was people knew I was the kind of guy who would steal his best friend's helicopter. So that was my bad so that reputation. Worked. You yeah, were that the Lando. But no, you were the Han Solo I was to his Lando Calrissian. Han Solo. But what I really <laughs> liked. lost it fair and square. <laughs> but what I really liked was it. When we started arguing a lot, especially that one scene where we had Mike Wendy there, you. Mike tried to punch me. Right after that, I'm like, fuck, death touch. I like how I had... was here for the money. That was in my questions. What are you here for? The money. Uh, oh, by the way, Birdman, um, how big of an effect in the media was that compared to the uh, school bus explosion that Rico's team had caused? Just uh, significantly more. Oh, jeez. Because the kids, some of them were missing, but nobody died except for the administration. This looks like an outright terrorist attack. We killed Why everyone. It looked like a terrorist attack. On a candy factory. Well, it was, it was a candy factory. The orc did it. <laughs> well, it makes the media question yeah, that company. Yeah, any security camera footage is a rash, not a yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. And that's another thing, too, because I wanted to play up the metahuman racism, because orcs are always considered oh, yeah. the ones to go ape shit. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> some yeah. stereotypes are true. Yeah. Some are false. And I wanted that's why I didn't drink alcohol. Yeah, like, I, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's the funny thing. It wasn't true in this case, but everyone will think it was. Yeah, I mean, who knows what implications. He was the common collector. saw you? You need yeah. me? I will do it. And the fact that you're dealing with as technology. Okay, that's a spoiler. Um, I know, you already told no, me. I kind of wish I'd know. brought the helicopter. And, 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 and Let Raz have the helicopter. I fly the helicopter and control the van with my mind and just have that underneath. Fuck. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. That been but yeah, great. like I'm really happy this turned out as well as it did. I want to play more Shadow with you guys because, well, thanks to Noble Knight, that's where I've dumped a lot of our sponsor money. Yes, we know. Is buying all the books for this. <laughs> Because, like I said, it's a universe that I fucking love, and I want more people to experience it. Now, Shadowrun is in its fourth edition, mm -hmm. which is the year 2070. Everything's gone Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, it's gone Wi-Fi, because when this game Bluetooth came out, everything. back in 1987, 
uh, everything was all phone networks. It was all jacking into the wall. From what I've read, uh, riggers are obsolete in the fourth edition because yep. everything went Wi-Fi, so they now just become regular hackers because no one is physically jacking into anything. You just connect to hotspots, which are on every telephone pole. Yep. So we did not play the Wi-Fi act. The, no, no, we no. played we, old school Shadowrun. Okay. We're playing right. 20 years in the past more yeah, or less. Basically, oh, okay. When we I, do fourth edition, what, what, the 20 year older versions of ourselves from, are From what I read off. in the 20s. It's going to be like red. So we were playing in the 2050s. In the late 2060s, the internet crashes and they have to rebuild the Matrix from scratch. And anyway, everything goes Wi-Fi and it totally changes the politics of and the And there's other game. events that happen in the world because I put you at a very specific timeline. Yeah, I was reading some of them. A dragon will be elected president. <laughs> what? Chicago what? will be walled off for two years due to has, bug spirits. Has Haley's Comet Whoa. already passed by Not by our yet. time? So it's, Haley's it's Comet coming. come by and Haley's Comet brings a whole shitstorm in its Yeah, because it, re it raises the mana level in a second wave of unexplained genetic expression happens. They call it surge. Sudden unexplained genetic expression. So you get fucking minotaurs, cyclopses, weird stuff. I mean, there are cyclopses and stuff like that now, but now they're, they're more and more common. There's new awakened species. Like, I had a book out called Paranormal Animals of America, of North America. I could have sent you against an, an awakened version of an armadillo. Now, <laughs> does that sound like a big deal? Sounds like TNT. Actually, it sounds yeah. really it terrifying. Sound like, it sounds yeah. like a really big fucking deal. Fifteen body. Jeez. That's how many dice has wow. with nine. Points. How big is it? About fourteen meters tall. What? They <laughs> rampage across Texas. You stay out of their way. <laughs> how many are them? Like six? Oh yeah. Like it's like there are some creatures. There's things like imagine them kraken. reproducing. They're they're <laughs> weird animals. I gotta say, episode four. It's earthquake. Final with what? A car? Is one of the best finales I have ever played in a role-playing campaign. The, like it was yeah. so intense. I mean, not to say like the past twats, like the the finales. <laughs> the finales have not been like bad. They've been really good and cinematic and great with the story. But as far as action-packed, this was the most action-packed. Like how many this of our was, hearts were pounding? Oh yeah, for the entire hour. I didn't it was honestly. All, there was there was there was. I didn't think we were gonna make there it. Where Steve and I, who were in the security room, I had locked ourselves behind this level eight maglock. I'm like. This whole system is going to shut down, and we're going to be trapped here for 24 hours, and you guys are going to escape, but Steve and I are going to get captured. Mm, I was yeah. absolutely convinced that we were on a suicide mission. I thought we were going to die. I didn't think we were going to get coloring out. I didn't think we were. I thought you die. guys, yeah, I honestly thought that you guys either going to get locked down or that basically the thing or was, all, was and all Lab 3 was I think we can collapse. all agree no one at any point doubted Big Mike. <laughs> no one doubted that I was getting out alive. I hope Tina comes back and that the, the, the C4 never made all the way through. Oh, oh, Big Mike and Tina get married. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, baby. 36 bits? You're so good to me, Mr. They J. the rings. <laughs> That's all the rage. It'll just be a moment like in Clerks. 37 cocks. I just like 37 cocks. Boom! So, 37 in a row. So I guess, Seriously, none of, you thought, none of you thought I wasn't going to get out? All right, so I guess my uh, final I knew question. you were going to survive. Yeah, we do, gonna, out of you everybody. Were, you were fucking Rambo through half of that game. Yeah. So my final question is, for you guys, and we can continue talking if you wish, mm -hmm. What game do you want to see me do next, considering now you guys know my game mastering style? What universe, what world, what system? I want to do another Shadowrun. I, I want to do another Shadowrun, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I know, totally I know cool. what I want to do next setting, uh, when it's my turn again back at the home. 
I'm going to take us to Pendragon, which is one I've wanted to take us all through for a while, which is going to be interesting with this group, because Pendragon, you play a bunch of very noble knights in King Arthur's court. <laughs> oh, that ain't going to happen. You know what's going to happen, Mike? Fuck bitches, get money, get drunk. High <laughs> five! Arthur's, Arthur's court, not his father's. <laughs> Um, it's gonna be frat boys. Need <laughs> <laughs> stands. The round table is gonna have a whole different meaning after we're, we're done with it. We're gonna beer pong off the round table. <laughs> but you'll, see, you'll see when you get there. Um, I've decided. I'm trying to figure out at what year. Sorry, what year of uh, Pendragon you're gonna be taking place in? 1970. No. <laughs> the bushes in style. <laughs> I like my bitches' hair. And afros are big. <laughs> are we gonna do like black exploitation Arthur exploitation Pendragon? Screw it! You guys have to be part of Uther's court. Absolute Sam. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I probably shouldn't. Oh, um, we're horrible people. You know, honestly, are you Birdman? I don't know because you really handle high energy situations really well. Yeah. Like, see, I, I'm not I, a Call of Cthulhu GM. No, I not. would see you doing um, Mutants and Masterminds. Is a game that I've played in the past. I've got DC Superheroes, which is built on Mutants and Masterminds. Actually, and Mike, I'd like to see you do a superhero. Do one. a superhero yeah. one, yeah. All right, but I like to see one because we're talking before about us creating our own kind of thing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was that. Because we talked about this what when you got laugh? the Marvel RPG. Yeah, but doing this, I have an old Mutants and Masterminds hero. Uh-oh. And I kind of want to bring him back because he's—he was my Cadillac of role playing. He was the character everyone hated, and I want to bring. Who's Rico? <laughs> no, no, no! This guy would make Rico look modest. I would love to do Star Wars with like you guys. Yeah, I would use an older system. I'd use the Star Wars West End. Games. I'd like to do it like an uh, old Republic back I, three thousand years. Or ago. I'm good with I'd Star Wars. I used to be a huge Star Wars nerd, so I. As long as you don't do any of the prequel stuff, because I don't know any That's of that. That's not midichlorian. You know what yeah. I have, and you guys are already so much into the comedy side of things, is uh, it's a GURPS conversion of the Discworld universe. I've heard oh. yeah. That'd be fun. And that would be, like, you just, you're all in, a, in at the Broken Drum in Ankh-Mor Park, and through a series of escalating dares, you've decided to go fight every mythical creature in Discworld. Oh, just wow. mark them everyone. Off. <laughs> just that's... go with Cohen the Barbarians, and yeah. uh, and off you go. I don't want to fight the librarian. Or you've all been drafted as deputies in the Night's Watch. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I actually, the idea I have for running uh, the game I want to run is I want to run a story in the Star Trek universe, but. More specifically, uh, post Nemesis, right? Well, ne- before Nemesis, that... post First Contact. I would do okay. Dominion. I would love to do a Dominion War, but I'd rather get my feet wet. Do a Tribbles campaign? With... Huh? <laughs> Just Tribbles campaign? No, no. Wait, how I... would you even do a Star Trek RPG? You sit on the bridge and you press the torpedo button. <laughs> oh, I already <laughs> have. All right. Wow. Are you serious? All right. Here's so much. Here's... Room full of Trek nerds, here's, buddy. Here's Away a... missions, diplomacy, okay. Okay. banging aliens. Tom's the red shirt. We know that. <laughs> okay. Beam him down all right, first. All right. Just here's a little taste of the idea I have. Basically, you Ooh. are part of something called the Elite Force. It is the Away missions or the Away team that go into dangerous situations that normal away teams okay. cannot. 
the Borg cube. That, yeah, that would be yeah, basically Fucking sick. Basically, so, special four. That's the section thirty-one. Sort of it's thing. kind of based on there actually is an uh, called the Star Trek Voyager Elite Force game. Yeah, don't buy the PS2 version by the don't, way. Don't yeah, don't because it's terrible. It actually runs like an actual episode of Voyager, and it's great. And yeah, Tuvok puts together a special forces unit to deal with all the threats that they have, and exactly. they go on Borg ships and bring back tech, and it's all great. Uh, there's a, another game that I don't think any of you heard of, and I wanted to mention it in here since it was brought up. Was Paranoia XP. And it is, uh, it's another dark comedy RPG, science fiction. You have my ears. And it was best described as if Douglas Adams wrote 1984. Mm. And everything is run by the great and glorious Friendly Computer. And you have been given a mission by the Friendly Computer that you must accomplish. And the whole game is nothing but the Dungeon Master fucking the players for four and a half hours. It just... (laughs) Every single thing is done to screw with your perception of the game. There is no loot. There is no experience. There are no skills. There is no quest. It is just this insane story that's thrown at you, and you've got to carry yourself through to the end and make it out the other side without losing all your clones. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Because you'll die a lot. And you have nine clones. <laughs> okay. There's two. There's one I figured out. I finally figured out how to do a horror because I was thinking of doing Call of Cthulhu, and then I figured out what I wanted to do. I want to take you guys for a horror plot through the Xenomorph world, the alien world. Oh, oh. And put you guys in the an alien situation so where you have to survive. And I'm not you know going spo- to s- spoil what I had in mind. Today. I want you to save that for October, okay. and we'll use that as our Halloween special of twat. Uh, and then, then we could do a Silent Hill RPG. Oh, that's true. You know what? Um, <laughs> there are so many good. The words. other one I want to take you guys through for fun is Made. What the fuck is that? Made is a kinky uh, RPG. PDF only. Cool. Jap- uh, based off a Japanese RPG. You play a Japanese maid. A milk- what? One of those like milkbar maids? Not an ordinary maid. You can be a vampire cyborg maid. You can be get Dave. Get Dave on this one. (laughs) So it's basically be whatever you want, but your secret identity is a maid. No, you're a maid. You work for a master. The GM is the master. Work for the master. Okay. All right. I've got two RPGs I want to see. I'm just throwing. I want to see first off a Black Shadow RPG. We can get Steve to write this via the GURPS system. Well, see, I don't think that that's a bad idea because Steve has an interesting enough universe. I'm not even making fun of it because of that whole thing. Like, I actually like you like that character a lot. I do like that character. That'd be so cool because I would love to redeem that character. And that's 100 percent your own story. Like, there's nothing. Everything you could destroy. Like, you could destroy us with it. And I also want to see Mike with a Mass Effect RPG. Yeah. That would be it. Oh, you know that better be than fun. anyone I know. I've always wanted like Crimson Skies, like that kind of yeah, alternate yeah. history, World War Two era fighter. Oh, planes. I'd kill for that too. And I, I think, think I've got hot shots. And I think I've got the books for that. God, that would be. So I'd much like to see an alternate over. World War. But it would be hard to play. I don't know how the mechanics would work out. Um, because it's mostly miniatures. Exactly. But that's not to say you can't create the world, much like BattleTech has a rich history. But everyone thinks of you know Mech the, Warrior. Yeah, and you like think of the hex video. World. Yeah. But yeah, the um, MechWarrior world is very... I'd like to run that, too. It's complicated as fuck. But I could make... But the mech fights, we could actually play out using rules. So, back with the Shadow Run... Evangelion. No, no, I have one more. Oh, you one got more. one more. You got one, one more, more suggestion. Um, as soon as I figure out a rule system that works with it, I'm taking you guys through the Transformers. Oh, uh, cool. Of course. Wah, wah, wah. And, uh, Cybertron and or like Cybertron. All right. Cybertron mm-hmm. proper. You're not being stuck on Earth worrying about whether or not you're squashing humans. And the best part is, you're not going through the Great War you're thinking of. 
I figured out what great war okay. to put you guys. This is in. not the war you're looking for. Um, I was just thinking, like with Shadowrun, like what would you have wanted to do differently tonight? <laughs> I would have liked to have seen you guys because I knew there were two magicians in the party. I would have liked to have seen you guys fight a toxic shaman because I've never had a chance to play with one of those. I mean, I've done bug shamans, but I haven't done toxic because they're so alien. Like to him, a toxic eagle shaman would be rather than than be noble and want to save everybody with standing justice. It's the exact fucking opposite. It's like my dark, my my what do you call it? dark eagle, like dark yeah. link water temple. Yeah, like or I would do something with like a huge like one of the adventures I want to run is kind of like you guys did tonight was called a corporate extraction, but a straight up kidnapping. Maybe some VP's daughter or some shit like that, or maybe an assassination, a smear campaign, mm. or you know, hey, walk into that place and kill everybody there. <laughs> Basically, where where do your morals come in? <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, I, mm. like, I mean, one of the things I like to do, yeah, I do I like that. to play <laughs> moralities because yeah, tonight morals. you gave yeah. Ass Technology one of the worst corporations in the Shadowrun world. You gave them a new bioweapon. And if we go into my backstory, I have a yeah. See, that's part of the thing. I'm like, pick it up, like, oh, all right. And I just tweaked I know, and at first when you said that, I was like, I want my character just to wonder if, like... Exactly. Or was Steve being framed by the FBI? Because that guy seemed to know who you were. That's true. And there's just... I kept dropping little hints that, I know your backstories. I'm fucking watching you. And I will fuck you later. Believe me. It's going to be Mass Effect 1 going into 2 and then finally into 3. Yeah, exactly. I've, like... Yeah, like, with me... Every decision you make, I remember. I love that, though. That really makes you think. Choices count. And yeah. I want there to be consequences Good. if we ever revisit something. And next that's, time, that's the best way. one of us will die. That's, that's something, true. too. Did death feel like a possibility tonight? Yeah. Yes. Well, for, for me? Steve, yes. <laughs> I was scared, too. I was like, shit. Oh. Like, Steve, you, if I'd followed the rules, you would have died. You Basically, your head would have exploded because that spell misfire... Yeah. That you had enough physical damage, you would have taken more. You might have been able to take three more hits in the body, yet you were dead. You yeah. would have died. Tonight. I was basically. Uh, okay. That's what karma points are for. Yep, pretty yeah. much. You can get one per game that'll I, I was absolutely convinced that Steve and I were not. We were going to stay there in that facility, get everyone else out, and have to remain trapped in that room and that sacrifice been ourselves for the, next the team. Game. And it ends with you guys escaping and us just trapped in that room as all the lights go out. Right. I would have come for you guys. No, no you, you would have left. No, I would come for you guys. Mm. You can. You, no you would not have survived the encounter. You, you wouldn't have been able to get through that maglock. That's never stopped you before. Well, that's true. <laughs> you end up setting up the C4, blows the door, and liquefies everyone on the other side of the room. Okay, room's clean. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right, so is there anything else that uh, I think that's to pretty Mike? much about it. I mean, I really hope you guys will tune in next month. We are hoping to get Mike and Laura back on the show. Yes. That's the plan, but if not... We have a bunch of really good people. We have a pool of people who want to come and hang out. And honestly, I, I do awesome. enjoy the fact that you guys come to my apartment and this is what mm. we do. This is fun. <laughs> Thank you yes. for letting me join. And, my no and I have to tell my boss I'm doing important audio work. And I'm like, well, I'm actually playing D&D. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> So all disguise, baby. It's all disguise. Exactly. Watch, he's going to download this now and be like, son of a bitch. 
It is important though. Our fans needed it, Carl. Yes. Yeah, and the- yeah, Carl. Yeah, Carl. Come on, Carl. Carl. Such a hater, Carl. My boss doesn't do. And this. that's another thing too. Carl's we, not a hater, man. I'm we get a saying. lot of feedback. Carl, you're show. a pretty good guy. I've never oh, seen yeah. any of it. We, we get at least two, three emails a week. People talk about this again. I need all the Steve to fix it so I can get that. My yeah, email works. I just don't get feedback. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't. I, my, I'm having actually in trouble, so I don't know where you're getting it. Yeah, I'm still getting it. Okay. Dave gets it too. Yeah. Anyway, so. For this is the twat debrief next month. Uh, looks like Mike's going to be in charge, and uh, what we're playing. Settle, boys. I don't quite know yet. So, Pendragon. Until next time, we have been. Oh, Justin Ecock, Big Mike, Steve Snowball Sailor, Tom. He's an evil genius, White. Scotty Do. And I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd saying big thanks to our sponsor of NobleMike.com. Check them out and live free or die hard, guys. We'll catch you again the next month. Protect you and will you run well in them. You have just listened to This Week in Geeks. These warriors are terrible. Did Birdman do something monumentally stupid? Did Snowball manage to save the day? Or did Laidman finally have enough and go ape shit on the bad guys? And lastly, what mischief did Laura get herself into? Also, are there any settings or RPG systems you'd like the terrible warriors to visit? Do you have your own shameful, awesome, or just plain silly RPG adventures? Tell us with a comment on this episode post, or email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. We'll share these stories and play your suggested settings for upcoming games for the Terrible Warriors. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck on the floor. For these warriors are terrible.